Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, your host of Left Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm, I'm really excited. I said I might have a guest. I said this on Friday, kind of teased it a little bit. Monday morning conversation returns today. That is right. Before we get to that guest, I'm going to talk about that in a second. I, I want to make something very clear. You know, I hope you all see what happens. I hope you all hear what is happening. We talked about a couple weeks ago about Russell Wilson being a potential target for the Steelers. Not that it's a guarantee to happen, but it's a potential target. Shortly after that, everyone else under the sun starts coming out with the same report. We talk about how Kirk Cousins could be a potential target for the Steelers. Now, all of a sudden, everyone under the sun is coming out and saying the same thing. I hope you all see how this is working and that our inside source, look, I don't know why some of you are paying for this information when we are doing it before them we're getting it to you before them and we're doing it for free we are doing it for absolutely nothing so i want you to keep that in mind you know some people will say like what do they know what do they know they can't trust those guys they're nothing they don't know any sources and i still have people to this day on social media mainly twitter they'll say jeff doesn't have sources it's chris carter or it's so and so that he's had on his show before no no and no like it's just not it so you can trust it or you can't, but we've been right this entire time. So keep that in mind. I hope you all are tuned in to Steel Curtain Network to get all the latest and greatest on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, today's Monday morning conversation. Let's get this out of the way. I was looking for someone I hadn't had on the show yet. 
found someone. You might know this individual on Twitter if you're an active user as Steelers Takeaway. Ron Lipbach is his name. And Steelers Takeaways, the reason why he has that name is he has a website and basically he interviews a ton of current and former Steelers and it's it's phenomenal work. If you've never checked it out, you have to make sure you take a stop there. Check him out on social media. A lot of times he shares his own thoughts on the team. Everyone has that right and that opportunity. That's what social media is. And sometimes people don't agree with him and that's okay. But I wanted to talk with him about everything from the culture of the team. And he's talked to a lot of former players. He's talked to a lot of former coaches. He has a good feel for what used to be compared to what is now. I'm going to talk to him about that. I want to talk to him about some of the best interviews he's ever had uh, and what he has coming up. I'm really excited. Finally got him on. I was going to have him on last year. And then I think my parents lost power. I was back home in Wheeling. And uh, so didn't get it done last year, but I have Ron on. You'll hear that interview in its entirety right after this break. Stay tuned. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Steeler fans, it is Monday. It's the offseason. This is sad, but it's, it's back to the Monday morning conversation. We're not doing the instant reaction show. This is where I sit down with someone that I find intriguing enough to bring on the show to talk about the Steelers. And today it's Ron Lipok, who is, uh, may, maybe you might know him as Steelers Takeaways on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it. Ron, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me here. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Before we get started, there might be some people out there that don't know 
who you are. They don't know what you've done as it pertains to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So before we get started, I want you to give a little bit of background on yourself in terms of, well, what got you intrigued with the Steelers and writing a book and a website and all that good stuff? Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so short. Uh, long story short, I interviewed at this stage over the past 15 years or so about over 1,000 Steelers, former Steelers and current Steelers, uh, coaches, front office people, everyone from the videographer and, and the uh, game day statisticians to Hall of Fame players and current players like Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson. So uh, that's just my my love is just capturing stories. It's not about breaking stories necessarily. It's about capturing their stories, their experiences. And, you know, they're for those who have retired, their, um, you know, their next stage of life type of stuff after the game, but also capturing the memories of, of when they played guys from the 50s on through today. So I just continue to do that. I got interviews coming up with uh, current stewards like Joey Fisher, Michael Walker. Uh, got some others coming up too. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. This is going to be a difficult question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Let's talk players first. What do you think has been the best interview you've ever given with a with a former or current player? Uh, that's a it is tough, it, and and I appreciate the question because there there's different ways to answer. So, guys like Troy Edwards as is a good example where mm -hmm. I always loved Troy Edwards. I thought he was going to be a great player. You know, didn't pan out. Uh, when I interviewed him, you know, you don't know what to expect. Uh, you know. Hey, I didn't get enough opportunities. Hey, you know, they didn't treat me right. But he was completely contrite. And he said, look, I should have listened to Hines. I should have listened to the coach. I want everyone to know Coach Coward didn't do wrong by my pick. Uh, I just didn't do right by him. Uh, so I just really appreciated that, right, that he just came out and said he owned it. And so that kind of stuff I really appreciate. I really appreciate Cam Hayward just because he's just a straight-up guy. Um, and a guy like Gary Dunn, who I don't know how many, you know, newer Steeler fans might yeah. know. But Gary Dunn was a pretty, pretty – incredible personality uh for for those 70s teams and he had some just hysterical stories uh and just as a side note all these interviews are free they're all on the website that i have steelerstakeaways.com so you can go you can search by key name by keyword and come up with these uh but some of these stories are just hysterical especially by uh by gary dunn and his story of, of fighting with mike webster on the freeway uh, as Mike Webster abused him in practice and they started yelling at each other on the freeway as they were driving home from practice and they pulled over and got in a big pseudo practice, pseudo pushing match on the side. Of the <laughs> stories like that. I just, I, I just love those stories. Yeah. Could you imagine if Twitter existed back then? Boy, that would be something. Oh, brother, uh, it would be front page news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about, what about coaches and, and front office personnel? Is there any interview that stands out amongst the others? Uh, Dungey, uh, was a really good interview. Just, just as a funny note, uh, I was actually on my anniversary and I got a call at like seven in the morning, uh, from Tony Dungey. My wife was none too pleased because I didn't know that call was coming, but, uh, she was also understanding as was Tony. Um, but Kevin Gilbride was a really interesting one as well. Mm. Uh, as was Jerry Glanville, uh, not a Steelers coach, but I also interview uh, non-Steelers about the rivalries that uh, that they experienced with the Steelers team. So uh, Jerry Glanville is a really funny one just because of his memories of, of those games. And it's a little bit different than maybe Pittsburgh memories might be. <laughs> and a little bit uh, <laughs> different different slant on, and different take yeah. on that in there. But yeah. What, what about LeBeau? You did interview Dick LeBeau, didn't you? How was, it, how was that interview? Oh, just brilliant. I mean, he's a, he's a guy I actually called back because I wanted more. And he was really gracious to let me do it. Uh, just his mind in the way he approaches the game and the 
just the love and the passion he has for the game. I mean, as he described it, he was doodling plays and doodling uh, when he was a kid. And it just shows. I mean, he's just a brilliant guy and just completely just not a guy who will want to take uh, a lot of credit for stuff. Super humble and uh, just the kind of guy, like if you were a player, you'd kill for this coach and kill to get that coach. And the Steelers, they, they definitely did. That defense did rally around their coach in a, in a lot of ways. But let's let's transition now. And I want you to use some of your experiences in, in talking with former players and coaches. And I want to talk with you about the culture of the current team. That is a, that is a big question. That is a hot-button topic, especially with those former players. You know, you hear Cam Hayward having to address it on his podcast. Uh, you hear Ben Roethlisberger bringing it up on his podcast. And a lot of people, Ryan Clark, of course, who's in the mainstream media, are always going to be talking about, like, what is the Steelers' culture? Where did it go? What is your take on that as it pertains to now and maybe some of the current Steelers that you've interviewed compared to the Steelers that you interviewed of past eras? It's really interesting. I really found the Cam Hayward perspective versus the Najee Harris perspective really fascinating to me because – Cam comes from the perspective of a guy who's been there for a long time, who's been mentored by guys who were there for a long time. And Najee, newer, right? He's a newer right. guy. And I think the the whole idea of the Steelers, and, and I know you had mentioned uh, prior to the, the Joe Schobert interview that I that we did, um, and his mention of how structure is a lot looser in Pittsburgh. Guys are supposed to come in and kind of do it on their own. The advantage those earlier teams had was there was a plethora of, and it's an important distinction I'm going to try to make here, is that they had a, a plethora of long-standing Steelers. So not just Steelers that were veteran players, but veteran players that stayed within the Steelers system. They understood the Steelers' way. And the Steelers' way is a very innocuous thing. But I think there's a concrete piece to that, which is you are expected to practice on your own. You're expected to work out on your own. You're expected to come up with all those regiments on your own. Uh, with the mentorship of, of of veteran players, but you're supposed to figure that out on your own. It's much looser, and it's designed that way intentionally because they want professionals, they want adults in the room, right? Right. But the issue is that if you don't have a lot of veteran Steelers players, and again, long-standing Steelers players, not just veteran players, but long-standing Steelers players who've been there for a while, who get how that works, who get how to really figure out your own schedule, right? These guys are scheduled and programmed from high school earlier than that. You know, you go to practice at this time, you work out at this time, you go to the film room at this time, you do this at this time. Then you get to the Steelers and there's a lot less of that. And if you don't know how to navigate that, if you're not used to that, you can get, I want to say lost, but you can get behind the eight ball. And I think, again, I'm not there, but that's a lot of, I think, what's been happening because you've had a lot of new players and a lot of rookies and young players who've come into the system. They don't get that how that Steelers way works. And there aren't as not, there aren't as many long-standing Steelers to show them. So you've got guys yeah. like Sam Hayward, who's been there a while, but how many long-standing, like you even look like Minka Fitzpatrick, veteran player, intelligent player, clearly, but he hasn't been in the Steelers that long, right? So no. there hasn't been a ton of legacy Steelers who are there to show these rookies how it's done. And I think that's what's been missing. The key word was structure. There's not a ton of structure compared to other NFL teams. And that's just a fact. And it's a fact the Steelers embrace as an organization. But I think they embraced it because it worked because you had so many veteran Steelers who were able to make that work. 
Now you don't have that. You don't have so many veteran longstanding Steelers. And I think that, and I think Tomlin addressed that work. He said he's going to make some changes there on structure. And I think that's what's needed in this team uh, to a degree, right? I mean, I don't know to what level, but I think that is what's needed for these young guys to figure some stuff out and to get a little bit of handholding. I think it's multifaceted too. I mean, you look at the Steelers current roster, there's only two players on the roster that were on the team the last time they won a playoff game. And that was Chris Boswell and Cam Hayward. And so, yeah, you can have a defensive player of the year and TJ Watt there, and he's a great leader and he leads in his way, but he and Minka Fitzpatrick to me also, they they come off as they're also extremely self-motivated. They don't need someone to push them. They don't need someone to TJ Watt does not need probably ever since 2017 need anyone to say, Hey, TJ, you might want to go work out today. He's doing that on his own anyways, because he is a self-motivated man. Some of these younger players clearly are not of that ilk. And so I'm curious as to how that'll change it. And unfortunately we probably will never know because it's going to happen in the facility behind closed doors. And you know, we'll, we'll never know. But when you think about Mike Tomlin, who's obviously going to be back, What's your take on him as a coach, as a leader, and as a guy who's trying to cultivate that culture that we just spoke about? Well, I mean, you know, look, I spoke to Michael Walker, who you know, was, was the linebacker. He may come right. back. We don't know. He's a free agent. And he said he went to go play for the Steelers because of Mike T. Right? And that was his thing. He said people go to play for him. People love playing for him, and they will run through walls for him. I don't think the issue with Mike Tomlin is – that people don't want to work hard for him or anything like that, or that he's even lenient with people. I think the issue with, with a Mike Tomlin as a coach, if you're looking at sort of what's gone awry with the team is that again, I just don't think he feels he should have to be that hands-on. I think he, they want those guys. They want the TJ Watts and the main, cause to your point, they want those guys in the building come draft time. They don't want to have to create those guys that, you know, what do you right. say? He wants volunteers and hostages. Yeah. I think, those guys, I, I think there's an assumption those guys know how to be a TJ Watt and a Minka Fitzpatrick. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they come through college programs. These kids, like, you look at George Pickens, and I'm, I'm not singling him out because this is necessarily true, but just as a hypothetical example, here's a guy who's been elevated to sort of legend status from high school to college. And these guys are, are put on a pedestal for a long time. They're told that they're great. They're coaches in college. They're recruited heavily because they want to be told. They want to feel like those kids. They want those kids to feel like they're great, so they play for that school. They go to that school. They're treated like that. They're treated like that by alumni. They're treated by that by their by everyone around them. Then they get to the NFL, and there's a whole new level of of, of shit you got to do <laughs> to be <laughs> nearly as good as you were when you were in college, relative to the to the other players around you. They don't know how to do that necessarily. It's not a lack of even want. For some, maybe, but I think for the most part, I think it's a lack of know-how. It's a lack of understanding what to do. And Mike Tomlin, I think, historically has not wanted to be the guy to tell them you got to do that. He'll tell them, or let me take that back. He'll tell them you got to do that. But he's not the kind of guy who's going to handhold them to show them how. Yeah. Right? I think he's realizing that, you know what, I got to do that. Or I got to have coaches who are going to be much more in the trenches to do that. And I think that's the awakening that's happening right now. I think he did finally allude to that in his press conference where he said, you know, things need to change in that regard specifically. Hopefully that happens. I I think that's a big part of it is these guys don't know how to do what the Steelers do. And there aren't a lot of people there who are showing them how to do it. And it's unfair to the younger players to expect them to know something they don't know. It's like telling a kid to pass an algebra test who hasn't ever studied algebra. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, 
you know, some of it is on them to figure it out and pick up the book, but you know, they also got to get some help. And I think that's what hopefully is going to happen. Yeah. That's the thing about this whole situation is when you think about individual players, every individual player is going to be motivated by different things. Every individual player is going to come in with a different set of circumstances. Every player is going to have, sometimes they're going to have that intrinsic motivation to be able to get it done on their own and figure it out. And sometimes you, you need those. Think of it as an, as a teacher. You, sometimes you have to tutor a kid. Sometimes yeah, they need Dick a little Lebeau bit more help. Dick LeBeau said to, to your question earlier, Dick LeBeau, I said, I am a teacher. Yeah. And, you know, and all the great Steelers coaches were teachers. Chuck Noll, Jesus. I mean, that's yeah. all you hear is how he sat next to players and taught them how to play guitar in their dorm rooms. I mean, you know, he, he would teach you on anything that he possibly could. They were teachers. And I'm not saying you don't have that on this staff now, but I think they're not teaching them the, the fundamental Steeler way so that they can get to the point where they understand everything else that, that flows with it. Because if you don't yeah. know how to create your own schedule and work out on your own, uh, because that's all been structured for you in the past, you're not going to kind of get how to study film on your own when it's in the NFL. Right. Unless someone's really handholding you and showing you how to do it. Let's, let's shift gears a little bit. And I want to bring up a player because obviously you've, you've talked to a lot of former players, staffers from different eras what is what is the take that you get about Art Rooney the second? I mean, this is, it's a tough it's a tough family dynamic when you think of the chief, the yeah. lovable loser finally gets over the hump. He puts Dan in place. Dan is like the the patriarch of all patriarchs, and then you have Art. To what do yeah. you think about him? I honestly don't know because and maybe the biggest thing that I could say is what is the fact that we don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, in all those past interviews, you know, everyone talked about, you know, have, being close to the chief and how the chief was always there. Art, you know, was always, you know, the Roonies were always there in the locker room. You know, Ike was always really close to Dan. Uh, you know, the, all those famous pictures and stories from Ike. And, and when I talked to him, he said, like, I don't know why he, why, you know, he glommed on me, but I'm so appreciative that he did. I'm not hearing as much of that now about the presence of, of the Roonies, you know, a Rooney with the players today. I don't know if he's as ingratiated with the players like some of those other, you know, generations of Roonies have been. So it's not so much what I'm hearing that makes me interested in what's happening there. It's what I'm not hearing because in every other generation of Roonies, I always had players tell me, yeah, you know, he was there for me. You know, I always saw him on the sidelines. I always said, you know, I was got close to him for this reason or that reason. I'm not hearing anything about that now yeah so i don't know if that's telling or not but i just don't hear his name ever mentioned it it was telling for me and again not there don't know not in the locker room or in the facility but it when ben roethlisberger in the last year of his career was asked about like the music in the locker room and there was that big to do about music in the locker room and ben mm -hmm. roethlisberger said i've always been told you keep the music off in case mr rooney comes in Mr. Rooney's not going to want to hear the music. So you keep it off. Okay. Because he always used to walk around the practice facility, walk around the locker room, shake hands, talk to players. How you doing? How you feeling? How's the injury? Whatever. And then he kind of said, so I guess, so, you know, you just at some point you just throw your hands up and say, it is what it is. And it's like, well, isn't there another Rooney that's walking around the locker room, yeah. Yeah. shaking hands and stuff. So that was a little bit of an, uh, a red flag or maybe not a red flag. I want to make it sound like it's a problem, but it's different. Just like we talked about the players are different. Maybe yeah. it's just different. Yeah. And change is hard. I mean, you know, not to sound like silly, but but it is hard. And this is a new generation of players. Yeah. We're not and, and I think it's important to step back and see like 
in some respects, the Steelers aren't different than other teams. Other teams are going through the same stuff too. You look at Buffalo's Diggs is a problem there. You know, yeah. every team's got their guys. Um, I think what's different about Pittsburgh is a the expectation, and b you know from fans and from coaches, and b Pittsburgh is really different in how it approaches how it approaches the way the players work and and function within the system. So yeah. when it is looser and players get a little bit closer to off the reservation, it becomes more apparent and more maybe even more of a problem because it's harder to bring them back in. Yeah, it's a great point. Great point. Uh, let's keep with the front office vibe here. And let's, I want to ask your take on Omar Khan. He just completed his first calendar year as the general manager. His first NFL draft seemed to be a really good one. When you look at the players that they acquired, uh, what's your take on Omar Khan and just what he's done so far? I think he's done a great job. I think he's, you know, look, they had a lot of injuries at that inside linebacker spot. If, uh, if not that, I think this team's even a lot better. I think what will be interesting to me is, if he stays aggressive, number one, because he was mm-hmm. certainly was aggressive last year. And I don't think he was leaps and bounds more. I think he got a little bit more credit for being hyper aggressive than, than, you know, over Kevin Colbert. I don't, he also had the luxury of a rookie quarterback contract that yeah. Colbert didn't have. So I think the comparison might be a little unfair. I spoke to Kevin Colbert a little bit about that. And he said, look, I don't think there's much different between what he'll be doing and what I did. He's got a little bit more runway now because of that contract. But he'll be a little bit more aggressive, but I don't think it's going to be vastly different because you've got an organization built around certain principles. So, you know, he's not going to come in and change everything, right? Yeah. So uh, so circling back, I, I think he did a really good job. I think it'll be really interesting to see how they handle the quarterback situation because one thing that 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 I remind myself of, especially with Weidel, but even with Khan a little bit, is he could say, Pickett wasn't my guy, Right. And you see yeah. new GMs and new new guys come in and say, you know what, I can distance myself from someone else's selection and and redo that pick with a new quarterback if I feel like it, because that wasn't my guy. So I have the luxury of doing that, right? It's not like I have to admit my own mistake. It's not like Kevin Colbert has to draft another quarterback two years after he drafted Pickett. Right. Like it's someone new. So it'll be curious to see how he handles that. I think generally they're more aggressive. I like that. I think they're more willing to do things to to improve the team. The question right now is, you know, for some of these guys, is it a development issue or is it a draft pick issue, right? Uh, you know, for some of these, like a Calvin Austin kind of guy, right? Or is it a usage issue? So there's some some questions in my mind about, you know, some of these draft picks. And, and we're, you know, for those that aren't shining like we hope they would, and, and some of these free agent acquisitions, you know, what's the real issue here? Yeah, so that's that's part of it for me. Well, you brought up the elephant in the room, and that's the quarterback position. Uh, what are your t- what's your take on that? I mean, that's what everyone's going to be talking about all offseason and re- pertains to are they going to go after a free agent? Are they going to maybe draft a quarterback? Obviously, Kenny Pickett will be back. Mason Rudolph, I don't know. What's your take on the quarterback situation? Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, clearly, they're going to try to get Pickett to be that guy. I mean, they have investment in him. They've, they've got to do that. And he's not going anywhere anyway. Rudolph may or may not sign. It sounds like he kind of wants to, which is surprising. Uh, yeah. But I think they're going to gauge interest, especially after those that last stretch of, of games he had. And he probably will get some interest. Whatever it is they do, I, I just don't want them to 
to do it halfway, right? I mean, that's the problem with with a lot of this quarterback situation is you get teams who, who kind of do it halfway. You know, we'll, we'll stick with picking another year. We'll do this. This team's ready to win now. I really believe that. I actually tweeted that today. I think this team is on the cusp. I think it's really good. I think it's got to pass a few few things. Obviously, it's got to fix the offensive line. It's got to fix. You know, it needs another corner. You know. Yeah. But I think it's on the cusp. I really do. And I think you got a few years left of TJ Cam. Uh, Cam will be healthy. Uh, I think this team can win. I really believe that if 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 it fixes this quarterback spot now. So I don't want them to do this half-assed. You know, we'll get Rudolph back and we'll have them compete with Pickett to see who's number one. I want them to go out and get a, a Kirk Cousins or, or a really, really good quarterback. Do something bold and get a quarterback and ride that quarterback. And and really, this team with good quarterback play can beat a lot of good teams. And I think it could be super competitive. But I don't know if I can do that with Kenny Pickett right now. And I don't, you know, he, he hasn't shown it yet. And Rudolph, he had a good three or four week stretch. Is he that is is he a guy that you want to say? Look, it's going to be between he and Rudolph, and we're going to ride that. I want them to go bold, get a really good quarterback, even if it's in the draft. You know, if they have to move up, whatever it takes, and really give this team a real chance. What we're seeing in the playoffs right now is what what it takes. You've got to have really good quarterbacks, and I'm not sure. You know, I think Rudolph maybe could be that guy, but the Steelers right now aren't in a position to have a lot of maybe if they want to win now. And that's my concern. Yeah. It's it's, and then you throw in the whole offensive coordinator situation and that, yeah. that muddies the waters even more because there's a, the people out there that do believe that Kenny Pickett does have the capabilities. If he were in a system better suit him. And this is where for me, it gets really, really murky because yeah. you're thinking about, okay, am I going to try and bring in a coordinator? Who's going to fit with this guy that we drafted 20th overall two years ago. Or am I going to want this to see this, the system that I think is going to be best for success in the NFL? And then we'll, we'll find a quarterback to fit that spot. They have some tough decisions to make. Uh, what do you think about offensive coordinators? Anyone out there that obviously Mike Tomlin said that he wants play calling experience. He yeah. wants them to have, you know, NFL experience. Is there anyone on your radar that the Steelers could possibly target? I, I'm not as well versed in what offensive coordinators are, are you know, the ones that are yeah. out there. I, I just, I don't follow that as much. I, I, once, you know, the knock on the Steelers has always been, you know, or, or the misperception, should I say, has always been it's a, this blue-collar physical team. They want to run the ball. They, you know, That's not always kind of been the case. This team, you know, it, it's been more innovative than it's been given credit for since Chuck Knoll. And I'm not seeing that now. That's what bothers me, especially on offense, is there's not a lot of innovation. You see the same routes. It's, it's almost like they have six plays and they pick the play out of a hat that they're going to run each, each, each play in each series. Instead of like having this dynamic playbook where they can really, really keep de- – what I'm not seeing is defenses are never on their toes, right? If we make a big play, you really see guys schemed open, you really see guys running right. open. Uh, we're not seeing any of that right now. And so, yes, I think Kenny Pickett and anyone would benefit from a better offensive coordinator than what we've got to offer right, than we had to offer last year, but – Mason Rudolph had success in that offense uh, without an offensive coordinator. Truly, you know. Yes, yeah, you're right. I I want to so believe in that if Pickett has a great offensive coordinator, he'll do well. I don't believe it right now. I'm going to have to see something different than what we've seen. And I I'm not you know you 
I'm not involved in his Twitter wars of, oh, you hate Kenny Pickett or oh, no, you love Kenny Pickett. You're allowed to be in the middle of that conversation. Absolutely. Like, I want to see him do well. He's not giving us evidence that he can. Yeah. Um, so you bring Kenny Pickett, bring a really good veteran quarterback. My guess is they won't do a, a Kirk Cousins type of guy. They'll do like a Jacoby Brissett kind of guy who could possibly win, like a Geno Smith kind of guy, and let them duke it out and let hope that Pickett wins. But if not, you got a guy you think you could still win with. I'm betting that's what they're going to do. Okay. Let's finish this up. I'm curious. I'm going to ask a lot of people this when I have them on for my Monday morning conversations. What are your top three team needs this offseason? Doesn't mean draft. It could be free agency as well. What would be your top three team needs for the Steelers? Uh, Well, health won't count, but I think health is number one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Inside linebacker, because I think that solves having to draft one, because I think they got talent there if they don't have to draft one, if these guys are healthy. So I'll say, Center, I think Mason Cole struggled, even yeah. in the snaps. I think uh, a resolution of quarterback, I think they're going to need a new quarterback. And probably a corner, like a good corner. Uh, I think the, if you can get those three things fixed, I think they're in good shape. I agree. I absolutely agree with you. So, Ron, I want to give you an opportunity again to plug both your social media, anything that you have coming up that you want to highlight, uh, anything at all. Go ahead. Uh, just look – I'm, it's going to be more of the same for me. I interview two either current or former Steelers every week. This is a good time to get the former Steelers because they ain't playing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll have a lot of current Steelers interviews coming up, uh, sort of talking about their, you know, their season, what the exit interviews look like, what their expect expectations are for free agency, when they, if they are a free agent, and what they experienced during the season, that, that the ups and downs and you know, what worked and what didn't work over the season. So I've got a really good one, I think, with, with Michael uh, Walker coming up on probably on Wednesday. Uh, and I have uh, you know, just continual, just look at SteelersTakeaways.com, uh, look at uh, Pittsburgh Sport, uh, you know, my my uh, Twitter account. And I've got, you know, interviews, two or three interviews with Steelers every week that you'll see up there, along with my sometimes fun, sometimes probably not fun tweets <laughs> that you can follow. So. <laughs> Well, Ron, I thank you very much for taking the time. I do appreciate it. Hope you have a great off season. I'm sure we'll be in touch. Take it easy. Looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Uh Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, and a big thank you to Ron. I love talking with passionate people. He clearly is passionate about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he brings a different dynamic. You know, I can interview people that are in the locker room today and they're talking with players and they're interviewing coaches, and that's great. He has a different perspective, and it's it's based off of what he's learned from those former players, from those former coaches. So I do appreciate him taking the time this Monday morning. Great stuff, as always. I hope you enjoyed it. Be on the lookout Tuesday morning for the mailbag tweet. I'll be asking for questions You provide the questions. I provide the answers. You know how this goes in case you don't know where to find me on social media, on Twitter, at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. You don't have to follow. Just find me. Find the tweet. 
put in the question and I'll answer it live on Wednesday's Let's Ride podcast. That's it for me, though. In the meantime, you know how he finished it up. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great start to your week. We'll see you on Wednesday, as always. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.